everyone, Susan Finch here, your host today for Behind the Mic, and I'm flying solo again. But this is a continuation of the discussion that we had. Well, it wasn't even a discussion. The game we played with Funnel Feud with Nina and EJ. And one of the questions that we polled 100 podcast hosts, team members, and guests was, what's your favorite podcast equipment? So many of us got to go on these shopping sprees or needed to as soon as COVID hit, as we know. Things were in demand. Things were backordered. It was kind of a mess. And some of us had been buying equipment all along, so we were kind of set. But we wanted to share with you some of our favorite equipment. And we are not being paid by anybody. We have no compensation of any kind. This is just based on our own experience, what we prefer to use. And it might not be the best. And it might not be what all the podcast pros say. But these podcast pros, this is what we say. We try to keep it simple, accessible, and very functional. So we're gonna start at the top. The first thing is a microphone. EJ and I both have different mics that we like, but I know his favorite, the Rode NT-USB, the USB condenser microphone, is a favorite by so many people. Me, not my favorite. I've been comfortable with the Blue Yeti. I've been using that for several years. I've, I have, I don't know, I've bought two or three of them. And yeah, they do wear out. So there's the negative of that the little cord underneath that plugs into your computer, I mean, into the headset, that can get a little staticky and stuff comes up. It's a little buggy. The Rode is better for that. And the Rode has different versions too that you can use if you're taking this show on the road. So something to consider, Rode on the road. But it's R-O-D-E. The NT-USB USB condenser mic is EJ's favorite. The Blue Yeti, not the cheapest one, the one with the extra dial in the back, that's my favorite. I'm just comfortable with it and it has always worked beautifully for me. So let's go into the cameras then. We both agree that we prefer the Logitech Brio. That's the new one that has the lighting in there and takes care of so many things. Gives you more options. The definition is wonderful. It's a USB mic too. You can take it with you anywhere and plug it in as long as you have the cord to connect to wherever you want to record it. Another thing, lighting kit. If you were watching this on a video, you would see that I have these little bitty on a stand light kits. They're tiny little, they're about the size of a cell phone, like an old cell phone. And they're up on a tripod, they're USB and they connect and I can adjust whether I want warm light, cool light, two lights. Right now I just have one light on. I prefer those because space for me really matters. I don't have the room for the full cowboy light kits and things hanging from the ceiling and stuff. I have very limited space in my office so I have to max out whatever I have. So that's what I like to use. There is an article that will be linked in the podcast post that will have this lighting kit on hustler.com, which is H-U-S-T-L-R.com, best lighting for streaming. And they have many comparisons. And I think you'll find that information helpful. So we'll make sure we link that. The other thing we really like, EJ and I both like the sound absorbers. And that is like this little muff that goes around like kind of a, a foam cage that goes around the microphone that helps to catch any of the bouncing sound. My office has a lot of glass. It has wood, glass, hard floors, and so sometimes the sound bounces around and I get a little bit of echo. This helps with that. Along that same topic, sound panels. You'll see it sometimes, and I saw it in one of the Olympic commercials where those two women are doing the podcast together and they have all these textured things on the walls. Those are sound panels. There's so many variety of those. You can even get custom art put on them. I have fabric sound panels in my office. I have one on the ceiling, 
one behind this whole mic setup that I'm recording on, and then the rest are on the walls. And they've really helped to cut down on the echo. I also put up cork boards for display that I can just pin things up. I mean, I'm constantly using bulletin boards. And the cork boards also add more sound muffling or absorption. So I would really recommend that. EJ and I both love pop filters because some of us have really strong P's and other sounds that will come through. This helps soften that to help cut down on editing and any spikes. Let's talk about your background. This I'm gonna get a little more extensive in my feelings. I feel kind of strong. I hate green screens. I hate green screen with everybody having their fake backgrounds in the back, and I get it. You don't wanna show your office, it's not pretty. You're trying to hide the mess, you're trying to hide the children. Whatever you're trying to hide behind you, I respect that. The problem is for those of us that are super animated, we end up with Hulk hands if we put our hands too close to the front. And if we move a lot, it's this blurry, distracting mess. And I am way too animated to use green screen. I've tried the blurred background on Zoom, which loses my earrings, and I like my earrings to show. So I ended up getting a background. And I've always used backgrounds probably for the last 12 years. I have done a variety of them, and we'll go through some of those options. One of them is I was in the dining area of my house. So there's no wall, no background. So we suspended a bar that hung from a chain with a, um, oh, what was it, foam core, with a foam core sign with my branding. All right, that was okay for a while. It was nice and rigid, and it looked okay, but from the living room, it didn't look so great. So then we tried a curtain on a wire. So we got the Ikea kind of curtains with a nice, very understated wire and a curtain that I could even remove if I wanted to, if we had people over or the holidays or whatever, change it out. And I had different curtains on there for different purposes, which was super handy. So I had my logoed background custom printed for me on a background. I had a more formal a velvet flat background so we wouldn't have reflection and things too. I had a white background as well. And I had them for a couple of clients so I could change things out rather quickly before I recorded. That was very versatile, very handy. But now I'm out in the back. And I have my own office, and you can see the background behind me if you were here. And it was custom printed by Serene View Curtains. They do hospital curtains. So not only is my background never going to fade, I can wash it, throw it in the wash. I can wipe it down. It will also never, ever hold any germs. <laughs> it kills 99.9% .9 of any germs it comes in contact with, including MRSA and COVID. And there are tests for that. So that's Serene View Curtains. So they custom print that for me. But I'm also a fan of Display Star. Display Star makes those cool trade show displays. And I take those on the road with me a lot. And I order them for clients that do trade shows for photo booths. Really simple ones. It takes us about five minutes to set it up. People can stand in front. It's all logoed with a step repeat kind of thing. Or maybe it's a big message. Maybe it's your big logo. But I have used those too in my former office in the house because it was kind of easy to put up and take down and wash. And I would use it for my nonprofit when we would do on-site events. It gave everybody a place to go for their photos, so it was really easy to brand things. And it was completely custom, full color. It was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. So that would be displaystar.com. And they have all sorts of cool options. They even just have banners. Maybe you just want a side banner. My friend Linda down the street has 
a whiteboard, a vertical whiteboard on a stand that, with casters. It was supposed to have been in this office, but I didn't have the room. So I gave it to my neighbor and she uses it for all of her webinars that she does. A lot of teaching. She teaches about kindness. That's Linda Cohen. And so she has her signage behind her, but she also has this whiteboard that she can use to illustrate things or write things just to add another dimension if you are using video as well as audio only. So this all depends on you know how you're doing this. If you are strictly audio, don't worry about your background, but be aware of the sound absorption, the bouncing of the sounds, your other things that are on, maybe it's your heater, your air conditioner, a fan, the dog barking, whatever it is, you wanna make sure that that's all under control so it isn't a nightmare to edit for your editor, especially if you're the editor. The next thing are headsets. I don't use one. I know a lot of people that do because they want to hear what's coming through and when they're editing especially, you want to fine tune it and really hear every nuance that's in the recording so you can correct it or improve it or raise a volume up, wait, raise just one word maybe that faded away because people have different speech patterns and some are really close to their mic and some are not. And it has a direct effect on how that comes through. Now when it comes to recording, Everybody, we've all been introduced to Zoom. We have Skype. We have all these things. I want to tell you, if you don't know about it, Riverside.fm. I do a lot with Zoom, and I record locally so that I can get all the separate audio tracks, which is super important, guys. It is more of a pain in the butt for your editors, though, because you have to remember to upload all those files, and they have to keep them all aligned. But it has saved my bacon when one guest has some audio issues and everybody else is just fine. And if it was all blended into one, I would have lost big chunks of great content or had to ask people to redo it. So separate audio tracks are always wonderful. So Riverside FM in the cloud gives you separate audio and video tracks. That is huge. If you're using the video, then you have total control. You don't have to remember, oh, did I put it in gallery view? Well, no, they're going to just get everybody's video and you can make anybody the star, make them big, make them spin around, do whatever you want when you edit the video. And with the audio, you have all separate tracks and they are much higher def than with Zoom. Definitely. For sure for the cloud version, but even for the local version, the sound is so much better in Riverside.fm. So please consider that the prices are comparable. It's a more organized way to set up your files too. You can set up different rooms for different clients, different shows, different hosts, or by the month. And then you have all those recordings. You can get rid of them as you want to. So really recommending that you at least consider that. As for headsets, I'm going to post a link to an article that EJ and I found that talks about the best headphones for podcasting, editing, and recording. So you'll have that. Now, some folks that we deal with use teleprompters. We have people that are giving monthly reports and stats and things, and to make sure that they have it all right, they want to ensure that it looks natural when they're speaking. They're not looking down at notes, looking up, looking down at notes, looking up. So there are some apps that are free. QPrompter.com is one. Z-A-Q, Zaq.com is another. And if you want something more elaborate, like an actual teleprompter, especially maybe you want to record outside and you need the hood on it so you can see it when it's bright outside. Amazon has a lot of them. BH Photo has a lot of them. All different price ranges. So I'll put that those links as well, and you can consider that if that's something that you need. And finally, a mixing board. 
Sometimes you want a mixing board if you're recording more than one person in a room and you want all the mics to go into one. I know EJ likes using his mixing board a lot. I don't really have a need for one, at least how I record. I kind of leave it to him and we're all using good mics, so it's not quite as necessary. But I'll put another link to a how-to article on how to connect multiple microphones to a computer. And you can learn some things there and see some of their recommended products. I really appreciate this article. The information was terrific. It's all from the last year for all of these articles, so things are current. You don't have to worry about, oh, how old was that? And you'll know if it's available. So this has been Susan Finch, your host today for Behind the Mic on FunnelRadioChannel.com. And you can find other tips for new podcasters, you guests, and your host on the same site. If you have any questions or want some help with something, or maybe a review of what you're doing or our opinions, whatever, reach out to me, Susan at FunnelRadio.com. Happy to help you. Find us in your favorite podcast apps and venues. We will be around to help you do better with your podcast and succeed to get more listeners and have more happy guests. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye.